Justin Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming on the Charlotte Men's Clinic. 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 Text line 704-570-9610. Hit that follow button on the socials, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram. At Wes and Walker, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mellon, at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram as well. We got plenty of content on it. We got the reel on there in case you missed some of our takes, even though you're going to get it a thousand times on this show about the college football playoff community. And did they get it right? And so now with that said, it's time to go to the campus. Coda! To give you guys a quick update on the transfer portal and some of the bigger names that are in there, Dylan Gabriel has entered the transfer portal. Mississippi State, Oregon, and USC have emerged as the schools to watch for him. Kyle McCord, surprisingly, Ohio State's starting quarterback, jumps into the portal as well. Juice Wells from South Carolina. Uh, to name just a few of the players. Roland Cam Ward from Washington State also going to be a big prize in that transfer portal. I mean, it's crazy to me. You've seen some schools like Vanderbilt lost three scholarship quarterbacks among 14 other kids that jumped into the portal. Michigan State, all of their quarterbacks jumped into the portal. I mean, this is just unbelievable to see how many kids get in year in, year in and year out. And it's going to be interesting to see how things play out as far as when kids don't land where they're supposed to. But what do you think about some of the bigger names that you've seen in the portal so well, far? The, yeah, Kyle McCord. It felt like Ohio State had the worst quarterback that we had seen from them in however long of a time, like a decade maybe. Ohio State usually replaces their star QB with another star QB. Yes. And this was the first time we hadn't seen that. Did, have they had the most stability at quarterback over the last 10 years? They've been up there. I mean, I, and, and I'll I just I'm trying to think of another school. Clearly, Alabama has had some great ones. Jalen Milrow is a little rocky at the beginning of this season. Michigan could not get the QB position right for a while, and then they get J.J. McCarthy, and all is right with the world. But Kyle McCord, after guys like... Cardell Jones, third string QB, who has been brought up a lot because of what Florida State's going through. JT Barrett, whether it be Justin Fields, it doesn't matter. They've always had a good QB until this year, and it felt like that might have been the reason they lost to Michigan. Yeah, it feels like Ohio State is trying to go find that star again with McCord being out of here. Yeah, and the thing was that I've always said is that normally you would see young guys jump in the transfer portal because they weren't getting enough playing time or maybe an issue with the coach or things of that nature. But you see kids that are starters pitting up big numbers jumping into the portal, and I've come to a theory that I think two kids are trying to uh, check out that bag, check out that market for themselves and see what they can get out there on the open market. We heard Matt Rule say last week, we talked about when he said that a starting quarterback on the transfer portal market will cost you one to two million dollars. Well, if I'm a quarterback and I'm getting money and I want to see if I can get more, well, why not enter myself into the transfer portal? Because then my school may pony up the money to give me to come back or I'm going to get more money on the open market from a desperate program. Yeah, oh, it, it's a little free agency-like. Uh, a lot of people would tell you. 803 is right, by the way. Oklahoma is another school you could bring up there because of all the Heisman contenders and even Caleb Williams of USC transferred from Oklahoma. So that's a good point as well. And then Michigan Sean saying, hey, C.J. Stroud lost to Michigan twice. 
We know, Michigan Sean. We got you. <laughs> hey, go ahead and talk your talk. This is the time to do it with you being number one. So I hear you. Go blue and all that, Jack. No doubt about it. So going back to our college football playoff discussion, you've heard our opinions, and we're going to go even more into it as the show goes along. But now let's hear from Boo Corrigan, and let's hear his explanation on why the committee picked Alabama over Florida State. Well, I, I think in looking at it, and again, that that, that was the decision, was Alabama at four. Florida State is a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks. Uh, Coach Norvell, their players, their fans, you know, uh, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they are a different team. And, and the committee voted uh, Alabama 4 and Florida State 5. All right, and so Mike Norvell, of course, and Florida State. For one, did you see the reaction? Did you watch the bowl selection show and see the reaction of Florida State? Uh, and, and what did you make of that? And what did you make of when they showed Michigan's reaction to drawing Alabama in their matchup? So, yeah, I, I thought you were talking about the Michigan matchup reaction the whole time. Both of them, that one and FSU. So, oh. well, FSU, yeah, I could understand how they would be devastated and angry with not being let in. I, I didn't expect anything other than that. With Michigan, I found a lot more comedic value there because they clearly wanted Florida State also. And they, I think they would have welcomed anybody. It felt like, oh, man, I was really hoping for Florida State. But, nah, okay, give us the best. If We, we got to beat the best to get to the national championship and win that damn thing. And so I could understand. It, it felt like we could really easily see that thought process play out. Oh, wait, I really wanted Florida State? Nah, I guess we'll welcome uh, Alabama, who has been so good in the Nick Saban era, we got to beat them in order to get our own natty. Yeah, I think so too. And so I think the Michigan response too, it was a little bit of, oh, like, because you know that you're going to have uh, a serious football team on your hands. Uh, but when you look at Florida State, and I mean, a lot of people made a lot about uh, them bringing up Jordan Travis's by name and saying, oh, you know, that put too much pressure on it and made it feel like it was his fault. And he shouldn't have had to apologize about what happened uh, to this team. It's not his fault at all. He's the reason they were in this position uh, in the first place. But I just think that, as I said, it's offense, defense bias. I think if the Seminoles had come out and looked good offensively against Florida and against Louisville, I think we might be having a different discussion. I mean, they passed for 134 yards on the Florida Gators, and in the ACC championship game, they passed for 55 yards on Louisville. And I just think the committee was like, you think against that Michigan defense with what they're capable of, this would be a game that would be done probably in the first quarter. So it's actually, while we agree, there are some things that I understand the other side. Because, okay, if the argument is, I think Florida State is going to get boat raced against Michigan if they play. I don't know if that's a good enough argument. The reason I don't think that is because a lot of people thought Michigan would beat TCU last year, and TCU ended up winning that game to get to the national championship. Like, we, we have to admit that we don't know everything. We don't. I'm not, I, I am not making the decision to leave Florida State out because I think they're going to get beat down by Michigan. That's not why I'm making that decision. I do think that Alabama, despite having a loss on their resume, they've got a lot of really good wins, and I value the crazy impressive wins they have on their schedule more so than Florida State's unblemished loss category. 
but also their wins aren't as strong as Alabama's. And that's why I'm putting the Crimson Tide there at that number four spot. What I'm not doing is thinking they're going to get beat down, so that's why I'm going to leave them out. And with Boo Corrigan, lots of people are frustrated with his reasoning for Florida State being out because of the injury. And also, people are frustrated because Florida State was not ranked fifth heading into this week. They dropped a spot, and even Kyle was talking about this too, I think, in the fishbowl, right? Well, I'm with them on that. Because even in that reasoning, if you go back the week prior when he was answering questions from Reese Davis and everybody else, he was discussing, oh, you know, Jordan Travis's injury. You know, we we took into consideration um, what Florida State had done, what Washington had done, and we decided that, you know, Florida State still should be in the top four, and we weren't considering his injury nearly as much. Like, this is what they've done as a team. And then he flips it and says, well, they're just not the same team. Like, okay, I can understand why people are angry with Boo Corrigan's messaging. Yeah, and so, too, I, I think Florida State fans – for one, they're bringing up that they had more yards than Michigan did in the Big Ten game. Okay, Michigan, we've seen this team in full, intact, beat Penn State, the the Ohio States of the world. We've seen them get wins. Okay, they had an off game against a very good Iowa defense. We know that's what they bring to the table. So to me, that argument is null and void. Then another one, too, when they talk about the win streak, well, I told you guys last year, I didn't think that Florida State, when they had that six-game winning streak down the stretch, I thought it was a lot of lesser opponents in that game. You come into this season, yes, you beat LSU when they were fifth at that time. But other than that, I'd been saying all year that I thought Florida State played with their food. And Alabama, though, you can make the case that they had games. Who could forget that South Florida game? That was ugly. Okay, so there are arguments to yeah, be made on both sides, especially with Florida State having some of the close calls that they had. I mean, just coming down the stretch, you look – Granted, you didn't have your two receivers against Pitt, but only beat them 24-7. to Then you struggled with Miami, but I get it. It's a rivalry game. Then you struggle with a Florida team that's not going to be in a bowl game. And then you beat Louisville like you did. So there's definitely lots of debate to be had on each side. It was just for me personally, for my own viewing pleasure, I wanted to see two games that I felt like Stand the chance of going the distance. And yes, we won't know if Florida State could have been able to do that because they did not get the chance. But look, you get a chance when you play the Georgia Bulldogs to really show what time it is with your program and are you really, for lack of a better term, them? Are you them like that? Because Georgia's going to come to this game. They'll be motivated because they're not in the college football playoffs. Everybody wants to say, oh, they won't care, this, that, and the third. And I guarantee you Florida State will be fired up. Fitty? I want to come to the defense of Abu Corgan, as as hard as it might be here for people to do that, that, that I'm doing that. I go back to the 2000 NCAA tournament when they were trying to determine between the final team in the field, North Carolina and Virginia, who would get the eighth seed. Carolina got it with a UVA AD sitting on that committee. Carolina goes to the final four and they justify that positioning. The fact that Boo Corgan, an ACC guy, was on that committee and didn't put them in the playoff, doesn't that make you believe that he doesn't think they're among one of the four best teams? And that's their job. That's their job. It's not It's not the four best resumes. It's not the four most deserving teams. Their job is to pick the four best teams. And the fact that an ACC guy sat in a room and said, I don't think my my, my, my conference member is one of the four best teams, speaks volumes that he doesn't think they were they, – they were worthy. One thing I'll say, though, is we're forgetting about checks and balances and that this is not strictly Boo Corrigan's decision. 
to be fair, I don't know what he was saying behind closed doors. I know Boo Corrigan is the mouthpiece for that committee, and that's who has to answer all the questions that Reese Davis is hurling his way. He might have made a case for Florida State. Just because he's the head of that group doesn't mean that he agreed with everybody. This is going to be a majority thing where everybody starts to discuss it. And maybe Boo Corrigan did agree that Florida State should be left out. But I don't know if him being an ACC guy and then saying even he didn't think Florida State should be in. I don't know if that does speak volumes like you're indicating, Fiddy, just because there are plenty of other people in that room that are supposed to take care of that very aspect. It doesn't matter who's at the helm. You've got a lot of other people trying to decide it. So Florida State... Even if Boo Corrigan, the ACC guy's in there, doesn't help you out enough, and eventually Alabama gets in.